I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. It is March 15th. A nice Sunday in LA. Uh, match week 29 recap. Patrick and I are hunkered down because... We're living in strange times, and by all means, this is going to be a strange episode. Um, Patrick and I don't really have a an episode plan for you guys today, and if you think about that relative to our quote-unquote plan for the other episodes, it might be a little bumpy, but um, given the, you know, the circumstances of the coronavirus, we wanted to hop on the mic, give you guys some stupid outlandish takes, and hopefully just help the time pass while we don't have any footy. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Good to be back, though. It's been a minute. It is good to be back. Uh, we chose the worst time to come back. There were plenty of things we could have talked about. Tracking United from Everton to City. Um, Eric Dyer jumping into the stands. I'm just thinking of things we could have had snapshot takes out on. Oh, yeah, I that, forgot how but mad now, I was about that. Is yeah, he still now, not suspended? Oh, no. Not at all. Unbelievable. Hey, I mean, he's protecting his bro. I think people just just leveled with that in a human way. I think if it wasn't an English player, he would have been suspended. Mm, your take is well documented. Uh, <laughs> that was Mr. Crowley with his anti-English bias. An anti-anti-English bias. I'm an anti-English. Um, Anti-anti-English bias. Yeah, that is that is spot on. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to do it. The FA. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, you are carrying the torch, my friend, over here in the United States. Um, so as we stand, like I said... It's a match week 29 recap because there is no football as of right now pressing ahead. Uh, the Premier League has shut down games until theoretically the 4th of April, which is in a couple weeks to combat the spread of coronavirus. Um, I think generally we know that it's going to push on longer than that. That's what Premier League chief executives of each team are really expecting. Um, so I suppose the current plan as it stands, Patrick, is that we see how long we can push this out. I think everyone's preferred solution would be to pick up the games and have them push into June with the expectation that the Euros get rescheduled and play out the rest of the season. Is that your preferred scenario? And then we can get into some of the alternatives. I'd absolutely prefer that they play the season out. You know, I think it's um, there's and let's just get one thing out of the way. There's no there's no perfect scenario anymore. Right. There's no ideal scenario. There's nothing that is going to appease everybody you know it's just well playing out the season i think is the closest thing to it but obviously the sacrifice is well that might yeah it it might mess up the summer transfer window and the following season it's a domino effect if you do something but i I still think it's probably the best the best move uh that would be my preferred what if you can start the transfer window and with like two games left it's like (sighs) mbappe incoming to take us over the line for the last two games. <laughs> Woodward's, uh, yeah, what, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what's happening to Woodward's portfolio right now, but I don't think he's going to get any more loose with the, uh, with the old checkbook. Um, We've heard about a win now mentality, but this is just crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I, I, 
Yeah, look, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see them play it out. Um, what what worries me about having them play it out is uh, if they, you know, try to cram fixtures in to not have that domino effect, right? And then you sacrifice mm-hmm. fitness, the deeper teams, the less injured teams, and it, it all, you know, it all could kind of fall apart like that. But for for what it's worth, I think it's a it's a it's a level playing field for all teams. This isn't something that you know an injury bug bit one team or you know one team's got an overabundance of international players and they're out of the out of you know training or something like that this is something that it's it's affecting everybody so i'm you know i'm I'm, this isn't a hot take but I, i really don't care how they do it i just i hope that they finish it out i hope that they don't you know i don't know if you want to take on the transitions but i hope they don't just you know call it for what it is or cancel it or Actually, I wouldn't hate if they were just like, you know, last year's European places, let's run those back. That doesn't seem like a bad idea. Um, well, the two main alternatives I think we're looking at, and I, I think you were getting at this first and foremost, whatever the solution is, let's not risk people's livelihood and well-being just to have football back on TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can get into what we're doing to pass the time, obviously. Everyone's distraught that we don't have stuff to watch on TV, but it, it's bigger than that. Though so. I think it, I think it was the uh, the FA seems to be like the ones that are most willing to risk the health. They were the last ones that to cancel it. That does not it. surprise me. They went. Yeah. It it took Arteta getting coronavirus for them to have an emergency meeting, not even yeah. to cancel it, to yeah. have the emergency meeting. The seventy two and sunny of football associations. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I hope shout out all people, my buddies. Yeah. Shout out all my buddies out there. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. All right. Well, here's looking at you, Carl. Yeah. Shout out, Carl. He knows. He knows. Okay. Alternative number one to uh, resuming the season in uh, April or, or whenever. May or whatever it ends up being is uh, the season ends as the table currently stands, which now, you know, we talked about what the uh, perfect scenario is and that every situation is imperfect. Now we're getting into really imperfect. If the season ends as it stands, um, Liverpool would be champions, which I think is the least controversial of these takes um, or scenarios, because then we get into who finishes in the Champions League, be it uh, Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea, and then United or Sheffield, because Sheffield has a game in hand that could theoretically take them up to fifth. And then on top of that, you've got City's looming uh, investigation into um, fair play rules and whether or not they keep their spot or get to delay it. So that gets real messy. And then down at the bottom, you've got um, Bournemouth going down on goal difference right now, along with Villa and um, Norwich. So... You talked about game in hand. Aston Villa has a game in hand, a game in hand that oh, would see boy. them into 16th place, right? Yeah. So, you know, imagine being Villa. And yeah. if, you know, the, one of the Serie A proposals um, was if if they were to freeze the table as is, mm-hmm. they would then not have relegation, but they would honor promotion. And, you know, if if – that happened in the Premier League. Presumably, you would have forty-six games next year, twenty-three teams, and a five. Uh, I suppose a six, a six-team relegation battle. Which, you know, that would, I mean, that would be something interesting, you know. Uh, but I again, yeah, this is all in the alternative of not playing things out. But for me, freezing the table, it like Liverpool's the champions, right? They're yeah. This is we, we can 
laugh and meme all we want about how the coronavirus derailed them. First reported by Prem de la Prem. Yeah, yeah. I wish I want. I, I wish I had that one back. You want it was, that one it back? Was, it was all fun and games when um, it was a small contained flu in a in a foreign country. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Seems a little insensitive now, <laughs> but people. People keep on memeing. Yeah. Well, yeah. The I mean, memes don't stop. You slap. For you to be ahead of Twitter, I think that just says where um, where Prem Prem ranks in in the uh, yeah. In the we're operating field. on the f- on the fourth playing field. I mean, people yeah. are just slapping the coronavirus image on top of Demba Ba as he as he wheels away from Steven Jarrett on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. It's, um, it's, you, the internet will remain undefeated. So, but for me, the freezing it as is, it's. There's no asterisk on Liverpool's title if that's the way they go for me. There isn't. Uh, there, well, there there literally would be. There would be, but they're a they're a righteous champion in my eyes. Let's be clear, the asterisk will be there. But yeah, I mean, as a United fan, <laughs> having it. <laughs> Look, there's as a, there will be a physical. There will be a literal asterisk, but yeah. the 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 figurative asterisk will not exist. So as much as, as much as we can all say, yeah, I mean, the asterisk doesn't deserve to be there, but I can see it with my eyes. Yep, it looks like a little star, five little hmm. points, right hmm. next to Liverpool, 2020. Yeah. A lot of Scousers are illiterate, so they'll just think it's a little smudge on their screen and try to wipe it away. They'll but, think uh, it's what they get when they win the Premier League, is the first place gets the star. You know, they're used to that for the Champions <laughs> League, but you don't get one of those for the regular league. What's the but star? What's the star next to our names? <laughs> oh boy as no, as a united it, fan as a united fan having to go you're right it would be the least controversial ending i mean deserve champions we can get into how they've just wiped off all chances of a quadruple or treble a double in the space of a few weeks but premier league as it stands deserve champions this patrick for the record is my least favorite scenario where you end the season as it stands for all the permutations of top four and relegation zone that we just talked about alternative yep, number six, two top seven yeah I mean, it's, it's the yeah. whole the only what arsenal gets affected. to say their final spot is yeah all that yeah i mean like i said i told you off air right we're sitting on 40 points gotta assume that's a win gotta assume it's also a four point win which would put us in sixth and then you know i mean i think you just do the math for the rest of the table we're probably getting into the top four so you know it, it's mm-hmm. not something arsenal fans want to see end like that yeah, I mean, you look at the fixture list, and those are just given wins. So, let, Arsenal's let me, never had a problem putting those ones away. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're, we're scheduled to come back against Norwich on home. You know, talk, talk about an absolute train wreck um, that would do to my emotions. I've been uh, basically just firing up the career mode. Uh, keep refreshing to see if they'll give Pablo Mari not even a game face, just like the image of his face. They give him a silhouette. <laughs> they don't. Um, it's not there. But, well, we haven't know, seen him on the field. It's hard to get a picture of the guy. Um, undefeated on the field, Sir Hamas. Oh, right. Well, okay. not in all comps. In the <laughs> well, let's move on. Actually, alternative, yeah. alternative scenario number two, a.k.a. scorched earth, a.k.a. revisionist history, the season effectively never happened. And let me just say that this is championed by the West Ham chairman, uh, Miss Brady, who, uh, for the why? record, <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> West Ham are in 16th place, only on goal difference from the drop zone. It's mighty fine to just be like, yep, season never happened. I guess. Scratch um, it out. 
I mean, does that mean they? Does that mean David Boys isn't the manager anymore? Does that mean Unai Emery comes oh back? Oh my like, what does god! It mean? Yeah, it's like you call up Pochettino. It's like, hey, you're expected at uh, White Hart Lane in a few days. Send Bruno it's back like, to Portugal. Send him back. Holy shit, Lukaku! I mean, how how far back are we winding the clocks? Actually, you might want Lukaku back in his current form. Mm, no, we'll, well get to United. Yeah, he's in Italy, so you'll you'll stick with what you got. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, how do you what? feel about this uh, season never happened thing, which people that's are horrible. genuinely recommending? That's horrible because that's, that, that ruins it for everybody. I, like the season never happened? Like how are you going to give? I prefer it to ending it as it stands. And maybe you give Liverpool a championship because it's just so really? widely clear. Yeah, I prefer it to ending the season as it stands. And that so is... what do you do for European places in the next year if you do that? What are you talking about? Like the oh, season you, never happened, so like you're yeah, you run back the teams that were in their given competitions. You see, this is I think that's a complete joke, and I'm I'm looking at this as an Arsenal fan who would be out of Europe, likely losing Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, literally the only thing that keeping you guys keeping together, us in the yeah. top half of the table, keeping Robbie in a job, yeah, for real, and snacking you know, on for, scrumptious but, dubs, scrumptious dubs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as unfair as that would be to. Uh, you know, the teams at the bottom. I mean, I, the season never happened for me. That's just, uh, I, I, I hate, I mean, look, what do you say to Sheffield United? They're in a European place. The chances of them being able to replicate that without European revenue are so low. And they've worked. In, are, you in calling them, are you calling them a fluke? I'm not calling them a fluke, but I don't well, think the Wolves would be in a similar position that they are now had they not had European sound, revenue. It kind of sounds like you're money. doubting Sheffield United. Oh no! I, look, you go to the tape. That has not been, that has not been a uh, a common thread for me. What yeah. I'm saying, and and I think you'd agree with this point, is as shitty as that seventh place European your season starts in the, like July or whatever yeah, it is right. places that significantly increased Wolves' revenue, and they were able to retain pretty much their whole their squad, top talent, yeah, and bring in a couple of other players. Um, and look, they, they they certainly struggled in the beginning of the year, and you know I think that they were the last team in the Premier League to get a win. They were sitting maybe six seven That's games into the season without yeah. a win, and then they were able to kind of get back into the swing of things. And I think they're showing their class, their depth. And for me, a team like Sheffield United, should they want to stay in the Premier League, you know, they need to be rewarded for the performance they have. And obviously, the mm. European place isn't something that they're going to. You know, that's a it's it's something that they have locked in, right? But as it stands, they're the seventh in the Premier League, maybe the sixth, maybe if if City's ban holds up. So, I just you know, I I really really hate the season never happened thing because I think it it erases a lot of the work that some of these teams did. Do you think that's more fair than telling Bournemouth, who with nine games uh, nine games to go, is a goal shy of equaling Watford's goal distance, goal difference to bring them out of the relegation zone. To tell Bournemouth, hey, sorry, cutting it off here, you're going no, down. No, my if if we don't finish the the season, my preferred scenario is the one I mentioned earlier, where you you lock the table and you don't have relegation, but you honor promotion. That would be my preferred scenario. So if, you bring in three teams, if we cannot finish. We're both aligned that we would rather finish the season. Than Expand the size of the Premier League. For one season only. Okay, what would that do to fixtures? You'd add six. I can already see Klopp fuming. 
Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He's just going to have the kit, kit man patrol, patrol attached line. Tell me the owners don't vote for that. Three more games worth of revenue? You kidding me? Mm. Stack it up. Yeah. Well, I think what we've gotten to here is just an overall agreement that shit's fucked up. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's I mean, the teams that are like... Insane. The only teams that are chilling are like, you know, Palace, Everton, and Newcastle. They're Everyone like, else right. has skin in the game. And, well, yeah. I would... I, okay, Actually, you said, that's disrespectful to Palace. They're one point off. Arsenal. But Ar- but Arsenal and Burnley still got something to play for, to be clear. Um, an Arsenal win with their game <laughs> in hand against City puts them into sixth place. <laughs> and then we're cruising, baby. <laughs> and then we're on, on a roll. Baby. Well, I mean, I think we got games against Leicester, Wolves, I, Sheffield, Tottenham. Line them up. Knock them down. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, I guess to Did wrap up. Did that come up, through? That didn't seem like you heard that one well. No, no, no. I heard you. Yeah. Landed. <laughs> landed in my ears. Uh, well, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. Let's wrap up this doomsday talk. I mean, fingers crossed for a scenario where we, we can close out the season, um, let things play their natural course, and just do some some course correcting with the Euros and the schedule um, on the back end. Yeah. Can I read to you a um, a quote? On how uh, Wayne Rooney thinks this whole thing should 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 uh, should end. I mean, he's the first person I want to hear from about any given scenario. He said, um, "We're happy to play until September if the season extends to then. If that's how it has to be, the next World Cup is in November and December 2022. So you could actually use this situation as an opportunity and say we're going to finish the 2019-2020 season." later this year than prepare for 2022 by having the next two seasons starting in winter. Wow. It's not a horrible, horrible thing. I don't know how you ever reverse that though. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just digesting that right now. I mean, the fact that we have a world cup in the winter, I mean, now is probably not the time, but that's going to fuck everything up. Oh, surely. Actually, that's like, might not be bad for Arsenal. We don't have a whole lot of national team call-ups anymore. We might be able to tear <laughs> through the Premier League. Everyone just gets a rest. <laughs> um, well, if you well, are they going to are they going to stop the Premier League for the World Cup in 2022? Has that been decided? Yeah, yeah, they will. So they'll have a two month break in the middle of the season. Correct. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I mean, it's not exactly you know inventing the wheel. Uh, these German leagues and what not have winter breaks that they've implemented. And we've been talking about a winter yeah. break that we've never fully tried out just because I think we're so we're such slaves to the cash and what, and what the premier league brings in on a, on a regular basis that we just haven't really implemented anything like a break. So it, not for nothing, obviously this is not how we want it to happen, but I think we're forcing some kind of experimental behavior on the people who make decisions, which could end up terrible, which it might, or, or we come out of it with some learnings. Yeah, this is um, going to be a very, very interesting time. And, it sure will. You know, well, I'm, I'm just hoping, obviously, obviously, for the best outside of uh, outside of football, but then that we can 100%. return to football as close yeah. to normal as possible. Exactly. And as a cast for the fans, aside from what's going out on in the Premier League on the pitch, we have to consider the impact this has on our fans who've been participating in all of our – events and games so i want to ask you patrick if the season Mm. were to end today what do we do about the fantasy league wow 
it's something we got to consider. I, is it is it null and void? Because we made a lot of promises. We made a lot of jersey and keychain promises. That as we the, ha- um, I'm not gonna lie, we've got a, we've got an out right now that we can take. As the sole arbiter of this um, procedure, I would say <laughs> we 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 award um, we award first place their prize, and no one else gets a prize. Mm. That's what I would say. We honor the uh, man or woman who has well, launched themselves to the top of the table. As of right now, that is uh, Matt Morton, Zin and Tonic, uh, with a healthy 13-point lead. But I'll tell you what, I think my my dad, Nigel Burton, would make the case somehow that like you need to rewind to five match weeks ago when he was top because that's when coronavirus was starting to take effect and that's when you should cut it off um mm. so that he can so that he can win but well i will i will hear that argument in its in its entirety on professional that, letterhead in yeah. that when if and when that time comes i will everybody in the fantasy league uh, will have a chance to plead their case but right. we will award one winner um i'm curious to hear what andy thinks because he is plummeting down the table i'll be honest with you james i don't think i've checked my lineup in like a month and it shows yeah yeah <laughs> and it shows but for now hold tight <laughs> matt morton you got yourself a nice lead let's see how things play out do you, do you know we'll, who that is uh no i don't i hope oh, he listens neither do I. yeah so hope he listens. matt hope he has a uh favorite drop us a shout out. team drop us a shout out and we will get you that jersey if it ends up like this but let's shift gears stonks uh much like oh, the wow. stock market right now ben reed's stocks and his capital are como sediche not in very good hands does we, this mean you were betting on the the few sports that are still alive? No, but we can. All I'm going <laughs> to see, that's a great idea. Uh, bowling is hot right now. What Real I will hot. say is not very hot is um, the investment we made on Ben's behalf. I don't think we've won. I don't think we he's made any kind of ROI. But the fact of the matter is he has $50 left in the chamber from an original 100 So... From his let's, perspective, um, let's he's remember, not. Yeah, he's doing okay. Let's remember that we had a correct bet, but it wasn't placed in the stocks era. Mm, I don't, I don't remember that. It's everything's getting a little fuzzy around. Yeah, this it's time a little of year. fuzzy. It's a little fuzzy. I think, I think the markets were closed that week. Well, I will let me let me promise this. I will give you um, two specimen balls upon the league's return. You can put twenty five on each of them. Double guarantee. We'll get you back to normal. Mm. That's my lock of the week. A lock of the week is two spicy meatballs that will crock you back up to the top. Correct. (laughs) I think that makes perfect sense. (laughs) It's been a while since the the degenerate district had its day in court, so I think we need to give the people something something special to look forward to. It's true. It feels weird to just be sitting. I think the most unsatisfying end of the season would be putting in $100 in his name, Losing each bet incrementally to 50 and just cashing out at 50. I'm Vin Diesel staring down the train tracks a quarter mile away, and I'm saying, we're going to make it across. Yeah, there's 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 things to bet on. Let's bet on. Let me. Well, how about this? Why don't we carry on with the podcast, and I'll see if there are any futures on the Premier League right now. Uh, Okay. Are you there's U.S. politics. Maybe we'll bet on the presidency. Uh, that might happen first. Yeah. I think that's a little too heady for us, for us pundits. God, there is nothing out here. 
All right, well, Patrick and I have been thinking on how to really run this episode and keep it light, and we do have freaks. We have a new segment to bring to you guys. We have a men of culture. As for the teams, why don't we just do a quick, um, if their season were to end today, how are they going to be? How are they going to be remembered? And we'll we'll keep it light. We'll keep it fast as much as two prem heads can, and then we'll bring it into those segments. So Patrick, Let me the table, so I can know what we're looking at here. I think we'll run it with just the teams that we care about. Oh, and I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 uh, generously including Spurs. Shout out. Got it. But I might throw a few in here. For the amount of times that it was in the news, I think we have to consider our dear friend VAR a team in of itself. And its first fledgling season, I want to know, Patrick, how are you going to reflect on VAR in its first season? I mean, it can't be anything other than poorly, I think, right? It's a um, – I mean, I, I got, don't want to call it I a got nostalgically, but I, – I got nostalgically sad for the seasons prior where someone just got an offsides call wrong and the goal was allowed and people moaned and then everyone moved on. They still had that in like some of the FA Cup at the the, the smaller grounds where, you know, it doesn't yeah. like, you know, a championship. Oh, I miss that so much. And, yeah. I mean, it, cause you know, I think what, what we've really, um, what, what, what VAR has missed the mark on, uh, and, you know, maybe credit to you for, for, for calling uh, this out yes. before the season began. Uh, yes. Is there the, I don't think that they've reduced the margin for error. I don't no. think that it's gotten I mean the, the, a few things have been better, you know, they they changed the handball rule so any goal scored from a handball, they've gotten that, you know, as frustrating as maybe the rule is. VAR has gotten that spot on uh, and they've really, you know, been able to get that one right offsides. I mean, I don't even know if you – it's to the point now where, where I don't really even know. I think you have to take a a look at the rule and the intent of the rule. Uh, you know, the intent of the rule wasn't – the rule is written this way, so, you know, fair play to VAR. But the intent of the rule isn't to draw people, you know, a millimeter on or off sides. The intent of the right. rule is to prevent people from hanging out behind the back line and getting an unfair advantage. Right. And so I think that if you're going to play this game of millimeters, maybe go back to the intent of the rule and shift what onside is and isn't in a very binary sense. So it's not, you know, people aren't a toenail off that they, you know, you know, I, I don't know what you want to call it, but um, just figure out something so that yeah. we're not well. – we're not playing this game uh, I think as often as we are. I think we're finally on the same page. Uh, it, it's funny. I'm still like, pro VAR. I just want yeah, that for the record. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, the intent of it is good. We all went into VAR with good intentions. Let's not forget. It wasn't like, hey, let's fuck this up. But I think uh, it's funny that they didn't see the iceberg as, as captains of the Titanic when they – set up a video assistant replay for a game that is rife with gray area rules. You know, but I, th- I see so many other leagues do it better. Mm. Yeah. I mean, how, well, I guess like, we just are look che- at the, like how in like the, um, I, I don't even know if we talked about this one, but the, the, the Lo Celso stamp on Azpilicueta. Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Spurs. Yeah. Literally during the game, VAR, the VAR office said we got that one wrong. Like yeah. the, it's the the, the the level of incompetence, I think, is what's been highlighted. Did you more think the so VAR guy VAR was being a problem? Do you think the VAR guy was talking to uh, 
Michael Oliver, whoever the ref was in real time, just being like, hey, mate, they're saying you didn't get that one right. <laughs> Put out a press release right now. It's like the 75th minute. He's yeah, trying to pay well, attention. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how you could look at that replay and then say, no, carry on. Yeah. It, it's just, well, there's, I think it's a level of incompetence that is being highlighted by the fact that now we can review this because I think they were always able to hide behind the, well, it happened in real time. I missed it. Like I didn't have a good angle. Totally. You know, it didn't look as bad. But when you well, that's have what I'm VAR, saying. Yeah, you, get, that's what I'm you, saying, you yeah. get the clarity. And then when you don't have then clear decisions, it's it's it it actually is like exponentially more frustrating than the previous. Mm-hmm. When you're like, you could at least justify the fact, like, okay, Mike Dean is an idiot, and he, you know didn't think that that was a red card Truly. but now it's like how can he not think that's a red card yeah so well, i that's with, that's my biggest frustration with VAR. The, so i, I think mean, I guess you, you really got to start holding officials accountable the silver lining of if the premier league season does end today they have more time to go back into the workshop and fine-tune how they're going to roll this out next season and just take another i think i think you burn the workshop and you bring in a, and bring in bring in some new carpenters so to speak yeah, I mean, well said. Let's <laughs> leave it at that. Hopefully you know some Carpenters. Uh, let's talk about, quote-unquote, the best team of all time, Liverpool. How quickly did that debate fall apart? It's incredible. It's incredible because we you were remember? staring down, you know, the United fans got the treble, the Arsenal fans got the invincible, and we're both just, like, shaking in our boots. And then in yeah. two weeks' time, we're like, holy shit, we're free and clear. We're free and clear. You know, I still think it's it's the – in terms of um, – it's it's the most dominant spell that I can remember. Um, but and I, and I do think that they belong up there with one of the greatest Premier League teams of all time, regardless of how this season ends. But I don't think you can give them the crown. I really don't. I think that you, Not the, the, accolades, the accolades have to match. And I think that, you know, when they lost the Invincible streak, I thought – the first thing I thought was like, Obviously, a little bit of joy being an Arsenal fan, but how how impressive must that Invincibles run have been for this Liverpool team to not be able to do it? Even with the, <laughs> what was it, 12 draws? Yeah, your many, many draws. Oh, uh, I mean, it's Let's just, not it's... use this as a platform for Arsenal, Patrick. Wait, what was your question? Liverpool. Oh, we're talking, I'm sorry. We're talking Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reel it yeah, in, buddy. fair, fair, fair. No, well, look, yeah, look they're it's... one through eleven. They're phenomenal. Um, I think that you start to see where they fall apart when they got to put some guy named Adrian in goal. But they're um, they're 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 a brilliant Adrian. team. They're a brilliant team, and they're going to stay a brilliant team if they're if their transfer rumors have any um, yeah any legitimacy. It seems like they're going to be just you know adding adding more to the war chest and getting more more talent in the arsenal. I think Kai, Kai Hyverts is is the linked very strongly mm-hmm. to them and is very much um, a wonder kid out of Germany. And, you know, I, I, I think that if they're able to continue and maintain their kind of financial, um, the, I don't want to call it shrewdness, but, you know, they sell at the right time and they buy very, very well. Yeah. And I think Give, that's what yeah. got them here. If they're able to maintain that, build on that, build the culture, defend Anfield the way that they have, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be around for a while, and I I think that Liverpool fans have plenty to be proud of this season, despite the fact that the last you know two three weeks have been, you know, shameful. All in all, pretty negative, but negative in what respect that they lost right. three right. games, <laughs> you right? Know? 
all time, yeah, all time one of the best Premier League sides, and give them their asterisk title because they deserve it. And um, you know, finish out the season. I mean, finish it out. Enjoy your party. It's it's deserved. And then you know, kick on to next season. I I am hoping next season not only City retools, but you bring in a United Spurs, Arsenal. I guess Leicester. You could loop into that. Um, to to make this what are truly amazing seasons, which which are the three horse races or the four horse races, where there's some parity across those top teams again. Yeah, give them, give them or even just money. I would take even like a, a two horse race. We've only had one of another, those in the last another three Liverpool years. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the year before it was great. A runaway. And yeah. The year prior is a runaway by City. So right. Even well, if we can just get some drama at the top of the table, um, not that we'll yeah. talk about it, but mm-hmm. I think other people will have something to talk yeah. about. Okay, let's move on to City. And my question here being, in second place, nothing other than Champions League, even if that is still to happen, to play for, with no guarantee of them playing in it next season, is Pep City Manager next season? Um, I know what he said, but I think you need to look at all the facts in front of you. I think what's really, really interesting is how this season ends. I think that if... With or without a Champions League title, or you mean like the impact? Whether of or not he even gets a chance to go for it, uh, or and how that appeal plays out. You know, I think I think it really lies in the appeal. Like if they can mm-hmm. get a, um, I think it's in City's best interest if they can well, obviously. But even if they take a two year ban, if they can just get it deferred a year, you get you can get Pep for one more year. You can get De Bruyne rocking it, rocking out. Uh, obviously, they got tons and tons of talent on that team. You can retool that defense for one more go. And then Pep can leave his his legacy high, but I don't think that um, I don't think he's going to be interested in it if if um, they can't play in the Champions League. Yeah. I just don't. I think and, and I I will say this: I think that he might do it, might go for one more Premier League win if if they can play out and and win the Champions League this year. Yeah, and I think that I think that he would say, "I've accomplished what I need to accomplish here. I can." I right. can be the good guy in city history. I can go for three Premier Leagues. You know, I can do I can do it all. I can be up there with with the greats in this league as well. I think that would definitely be his dream scenario: winning the Champions League and bowing out. But um, if there oh, were, I think he stays if he wins the Champions League. Oh, I, I disagree fully. Yeah, uh, but I think if there were a lockable segment here as it applies to City, if Pep isn't out in the summer, I think he'll be out um, in like. September, October, November of next season. Oh, you think a mid-season exit? Yeah. I, if he doesn't leave in the summer, I could see a flame out for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't buy that. I, I mean, I, I really think that if he can win the Champions League, I think that now um, now Liverpool is, is the big bad, big bad wolf, and I think that he's got an ego and an arrogance and a competitive drive that if he's already got the Champions League in his belt, he can go for Klopp, and he can prove when everybody thinks that Liverpool is a step ahead that mm-hmm. he is, in fact, the better manager. I think that he has I, – I, I could 100% see that scenario playing out. I just out. don't know how and long him, he can go for it without taking sabbaticals. You know, he goes so hard all the true. time. Well, he's got one right now. He burns Take a little break. Out. Oh, yeah, that's This true. season was kind of like a sabbatical for him. <laughs> yeah. Never got off the ground. Yeah, uh, for real. Lester. Gotta gotta be leaving this season with their heads held high, you know that they flirted with a title race. If it were to end today, fifty three points, five clear. You know, I actually had them for a sneaky, still battling for their top four lives, 
um, eight points ahead of United, but was it nine it, games it, left? With yeah, yeah I mean it's it, not it's not impossible for them to drop out. So I think their they form's would, been abysmal. Yeah, their form's been bad. So I think they will be silently pleased if the season were to end now and the points were to count. But it's I mean to get that team back in the Champions League after their heroics of the 2016 season, um, great. All around, we'll see if Brendan Rodgers can continue it. Yeah, I'll 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 say I 100 agree with your take. I will say this: if they play out the rest of the season, they will fall out of the top four. Ooh, I like it. You want to know why? Why they have won? They've won one game in the Premier League. Their since most recent one, February. Their most recent one. Yeah. They have yet to play Everton. Who I mean, you you don't know what's going to happen to form, yeah. but Everton's been in great form since Ancelotti took over. Arsenal, Sheffield United, Tottenham, and Manchester United. In nine games, they got to play those five teams. And they got, you know, I, I would say, you know, Watford, Brighton, Palace, Burnmouth are their other games. Yeah. Once it gets down to this point of the season, there's no such thing as a gimme. I think Arsenal and every other team going for the top four last year proved that because every team has something to fight for. And <laughs> Too much not, pressure. I don't know, man. I just I think that they um, – I don't know what the phrase is, but they just kind of – I mean, they peaked early. And I was trying to think of something more clever to say. Mm-hmm. But they they, uh, they really, really went for it. And I just didn't – I mean, they didn't have the legs. And I think what they did is miraculous and honorable. But I, I think that we're starting to see their regression to the mean. And their regression, regression to the mean is pretty, pretty stark. I will say, you know, all credit to them. Their goal differential is 30, which is – there's – no other team that's below them that's anywhere even half of that you know so i mean a third of it came from that southampton smacking that was like nine yeah. nine nothing or whatever nine yeah. nothing yeah yeah um so that's the treasure trove but i i tend to agree I, I i really tend to agree so if we do kick on um very curious to see how they play yeah because, um, yeah, they feel that hot breath of all the terrible teams underneath them who are just going to keep messing up. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that That's the test for them now, right? They proved that they were a, a strong team. But what does Champions League money do for them next year, mm-hmm. especially with how good they are that's in exciting. the transfer market? Yeah. That could be really, really exciting for them. And that you could see this team really cement themselves in, in- – the top, you call it the the big seven. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know who that team is. Maybe the big eight with Wolves. And coming let's not picture, forget, so, yeah, Leicester. Uh, not exactly strangers to the Champions League because when they came into it from their title winning season, they made it to the quarterfinals. Yep, in a hell of yep. a run, beating Sevilla in the in the round of sixteen, I believe. So, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, full 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 credit to them. I don't mean to diminish their season, but yeah, uh, I, I I do think that they're... it was definitely one of those where you're like, wait, wait, wait a second, third place? How'd that happen? They weren't that good. But right. Yeah. I mean, now, we're, now we're starting to see what maybe we would have expected from Leicester, but they just were so good to start the year. Yeah. So, so, Came so out good. firing Vardy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. All right. Tell me about Chelsea. I think end you got to put them in a similar bucket. End I of the season. To, yeah. Some really good results, some really bad results. Um, hard to say when a Turner was corned. A Turner was corned. A corner was turned. <laughs> and if it was turned at all but it be the table as it is now and how everyone was writing Lampard's obituary with his young team looks like it ended up okay 
you have to say it, right? We did the roundtables before, and it was only Carl and Miguel who had given Chelsea anything in the top six, and they gave them both Being four. fans of the team. Yep. <laughs> right, right. Real righteous uh, take. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But they – yeah, I think that, that what is what is really highlighted in their um, – in their performances, they've got they've got nine losses, which is you know outside of uh, outside of Tottenham, it's it's the worst of any of the teams in the in the, in, the, in the larger teams. And we've all it's well documented how many, how much struggles uh, have been presented to United and Arsenal and, and, and some of these other teams. So they they've had some pretty shocking results, but I think that's what we expected at the outset of the season. I think that what we didn't expect was. For them to, I, I think they did the, the, the they do the double over Spurs and they, um, you know, a very. I feel like they they played um, how they do against United. What was the actually United spanked them all year, didn't they? We gave them the double in the Premier League and then beat them in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like they won some big games. Did they beat City? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they they beat Liverpool yeah, in the a, FA it's Cup. It's a weird. They beat it's Spurs, a weird yeah. season. Yeah, it's a weird season for them, uh, but I I think you got to give them, and they're still in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh no, no, they got bounced out. Oh, they haven't played. They haven't played the return. They oh, played. they're going to be. Out. They're gonna. They're going yeah, to. I mean, they're yeah, out. Yeah, okay. But like, well, they're still in it uh, as it stands now. Asterisk. Uh, they're Asterisk yeah, could I, have won the Champions League if it gets called uh, off. <laughs> For that's a that's a big take. Yeah. No, but I I think full um they're full value for fourth place. They've they've done what they needed mm-hmm. to do to be there, and and it's a it's a yet another addition of who wants to finish in the top four, and they want it the most. And they're they're mm-hmm. a team that I I think United would catch and pass them should we should the season play itself mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But yes, you know full they they didn't have a transfer window. They right. relied on the youngsters. They had a. Not rookie head coach, but 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 damn near rookie head coach, right. uh, and a coach that you know many people were slating as somebody who didn't deserve to be there to start the year. So I'm I'm I, as as a Chelsea fan, you have to be satisfied with well, with where things stand. Well, let's draw that transition. Speaking of teams chasing them and managers who don't deserve to be there, uh, <laughs> United. <laughs> Some people, I'm not going to say who, are calling them the best team in the league right now. Some people close to me, a close source. It's not me, someone close to me, call him the best team in the league right now. And uh, do you care to reveal your source, or is this a you, you no? He's he's on deep he's on deep he's on deep background. I understand. Yeah, I understand. I mean, journalistic integrity at Prem de la Prem is is one and the same. So I have a source that I'll reveal shortly um, that has a similar opinion. Oh, lovely. Well, what I do have for you, Patrick, I'll answer it, but I want you to answer it first, putting yourself in the mind of a United fan. One anonymous ginger listener who's a fan of Prem de la Prem had this to say after United beat City. I demand you to discuss the job Ollie is doing and lay out any excuses for why he's not doing a good job. So why don't you go ahead and take the spot of the advocate of the devil and give us a take? Um, well, I would normally not listen to demands, but I believe this was coming to us from our I love CMO. how he slid into our DMs with an, I demand you to discuss. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's our CMO, so I'm, I'll, I'll respond. Oh, no, this was actually Colin. Oh, shit. I just yeah, our CMO. Background. Our chief Muppet officer. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. Okay. Why Ollie's not doing a good job? No, no, um, no, no. You're Manchester United, and you're demanding me to defend him when you're in fifth place. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's all well, you it, need. Fifth and rising. Yeah, no, look, I, I believe they are um, unbeaten since Bruno joined. He seems to have completely, uh, I don't want to say transformed that team, because I don't think much has changed except you have somebody in the midfield who can do what Pogba was meant to do. It's funny so, how people think football is such a heady tactical, which it is to an extent, like a heady tactical X's and O's planted out game. But any fucking slouch on their couch would be like, if someone could pass a ball in the number 10 spot, we'd be doing a lot better. And that's what yeah, Bruno well, did. I think, <laughs> I think that can be said for, for a lot of teams. Yeah. That, you know, the, the better the player, the better. And I'm not. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. It, it's been a, a magnificent turn because I think for all of it, the United players have been playing for Ali and they have lacked certain quality. Um, namely a guy who can't seem to find the pitch anymore named Jesse Lingard. And you working have, on those TikTok dances. Yeah. And you put in a guy who can really elevate the quality. And when you already have the belief, you already have the desire elevating the quality a little bit can go a long, long way. And you have, you know, and they're they're not always the most convincing results, and they still had the the draw should have been lost. Changed my mind against Everton, and mm, it's too late the, to go back to that. But I don't like that take. Oh yeah, sorry. I thought this was match week, whatever I want, but match week twenty nine. My mistake, James. Yeah. No, they're they're. I, I think as a United fan, you have to be absolutely you know thrilled with with the progress and the progression. I mm-hmm. think that there are still. Plenty of things left to be answered. Like, can you take the step from? I mean, look, dude, they're forty-five points in thirty games. They're, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's. They're they're where they belong, mm-hmm. which is fifth place, and that's yep. not, in my opinion, what a Manchester United ambition should be. Take what you've gotten over the last month and a half, and I think that you're in a lot better, better track going into next year. I'd, I'd be excited about next year for 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 United. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so you're taking you're taking Ollie through to next season. As, um, as an outsider, I think you look at the market. I think this you is, see how interested Pochettino is. Yeah, but I I yeah. probably do. It's funny. Yeah, I probably do. I think. I mean, if if he gets you into fourth place and he gets you into the Champions League position, I I say you let it ride. I say you let it ride, and then you act. But it also yeah, depends to I, me. Like, what are you looking to do in the transfer market? Like if you if you're serious about buying Jack Grealish and serious about buying Jaden Sancho, I'd probably yes. bring in somebody with a little bit more man management skills of higher profile talent named Mauricio Pochettino. If you're going to be going bare bones and you want to really get the most out of the young kids, I think Ollie's been doing a fine job at that. Yeah, and I think what I mean, there's still a strong contingent. I think Colin lands in one of them with this with this strongly worded statement that there is no reason to get rid of Ollie based on this season. And I think you can look at it holistically or you can look at it in the form we've had since um, more or less when when Bruno came in. And yeah, he's been bringing in the right players. I think a really interesting take is how we've been playing. And I was thinking of a good comparison. I think the tactics when we play those big games, they're efficient but not complicated. Uh, it's It's like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. It tastes good, but I'm not sending my compliments to the chef. Yeah, fair play. Like that's a good analogy. We 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 are a counterattacking team 
who set out to give City the ball, to give Chelsea the ball, to give whichever big team the ball, and we have good enough players to hit them on the break. If that's what you want out of a out of a United side, then sure, let's keep going on the path that we're on. But Ali, I don't think has the acumen of your you know watch the market, Pochettino, Allegri, even uh, Nagelsmann over at Leipzig, who seems to be a, an up and comer. Um, yeah, yeah. Who I've seen linked with Arsenal, interestingly. Um, just like look at those guys and what they could do to a team versus what we're doing right now. He's doing a fine job. If Ali, you know, gets us into fourth place, a hundred percent he's saying he's staying and might even do a decent job next year. I don't see us winning the title with him. And if we do get Sancho and Grealish, I don't think it's a bad take that that is a team that could win the title. Uh, if you got in a top class manager, so. That's I think I think it. one thing that I got to give him a ton of credit for, and this might be um, also their 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 personnel and what they did in the transfer window this past summer, is this defense seems much improved, um, specifically more recently. But um, you know both the games against both the games against City and you know seemingly a little bit more deploying the five at the back and really allowing uh, you know the wing backs to kind of control some pretty potent wingers. You know, these are these are things that I think that, you know, he's he deserves credit for. And 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 you look at the um you know, they've conceded less than Chelsea. They've conceded yeah. less than City. They've they've he I mean, totally he like totally deserves credit and goals against 100%. You know? 100% and I think he really deserves, deserves a lot of credit for that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um well, we could go on for ages, but we still got a couple teams to get through. So yeah, that's fourth in goals against. I just did the math. So I think mm. he's, he definitely deserves credit for yeah. his ability to organize that team and get him Tightening up that D with old yeah. slab head. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the man who's back on his bullshit, Mourinho over at Spurs. <laughs> I feel like he's a guy who comes back into a, his ex-girlfriend's life and he's like, baby, I've changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except this all time. the warning signs. <laughs> yeah, except this time instead of the three-year plan, he's doing the three-month plan. The three-month plan. Yeah, uh, he's in to get out. I mean, he was always known for having to go at his own players. I just love this one. Up against Leipzig, when he gave his post-match, he said all the players that were on the Leipzig bench would walk into my first team. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being a Spurs player under Mourinho. It's insane. To give him some credit, that team is bare bones right now. They, yes. Like, he is, he's having to play yeah, Harry Winks nine, 90 minutes and every them. single game. I saw yeah, them captain a- Harry Winks, and that was the definition of what the fuck are you guys doing? Mark's Mark's brain must be in a pretzel right now. Yeah, well, I mean, look if 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 um if Son and Kane and Erickson weren't going to be in the side, what would we have thought of Spurs? We would have thought they'd be lucky to be in a European European place, and mm-hmm. obviously they had them for parts of the season. But there's there's not a whole lot of managers that could do much better than Mourinho's doing with the side that he has right now. Yeah, it's Though, not on it's not on him right now. I yeah, will say. this team is conceding at an alarming rate. Yeah. Which, and which even when Mourinho was getting the results side. when he started, they were like three-two nail by mm-hmm. like crazy wins. It, like the goals never dried up, defensively speaking. Yeah, this team is. Yeah, they've they've given up forty goals in twenty-nine games. Mm-hmm. This is not. That's not even something of a. That's not a Pochettino team. That's mm-hmm. not a Mourinho team. That this this is this is new for this side and for this manager. This that that would be the concern for me is that they're not able to defend. Um, obviously he called out Ndombele for right. like walking. Skating. I mean, that was, it was yeah. pretty pathetic though. I, I don't think he's wrong to do that. Um, Deli Alley, I don't really know that he's fully got a grisp, grasp on 
how to manage him. And there's not a whole lot of, you know, the outside of, of the people that are healthy, there's not a whole lot of talent in yeah. that squad. My uh, favorite, and Bergeron got hurt too, I think, for like ACL or something like that. Yeah. So, My yeah, favorite Mourinho brutal. story is uh, from John Terry who said – when he was in a good spell, Mourinho would be texting him all day, sometimes not even about the games, just like, hey, have you watched this on TV? Just like talking his ear off. And then uh, when John Terry would go through a bad spell, Mourinho just stopped texting him altogether. Just gave yeah, him Yeah, I don't think Deli Alley can handle that. Yeah, that is next level psychotic behavior. I respect it. It's kind of great. <laughs> yeah, Ancelotti, yeah. Ancelotti wrote a biography would... or autobiography called uh, Quiet Leadership. Mourinho, chaotic leadership. I'd read that book. Yeah, as would I. Uh, sorry, what were you gonna say? Um, don't remember. It's a woozy. oh, I was gonna it's say the uh, this documentary is gonna be lit. The yeah. Amazon show. Oh my god, I can't wait. Um, yeah. If Spurs don't retool in the summer, they're they're my first team to drop out of um, the big dog contention because I think it's a pretty bare bones, lackluster team. I wonder if Kane is uh, thinking of forcing a move. It's interesting. I always question the players who are fans of their clubs. You know, Kane was like a Spurs boy born and bred. So I always give that a, a little bit more gravitas to it than like uh, the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was in the Arsenal Academy. Oh, I thought he was a Spurs boy. He's one of our own, Harry Kane. I think he... Um... I think he. I think Arsenal rejected him at a young age, which smart, you know, that, smart, smart, smart. smart. <laughs> Some say um, he, 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 we had All to right. cut him down so he could be the man he is today. Well, let's round. I mean, let's round it out with the masterminds over at Arsenal. Uh, no disrespect to jumping over Wolves or Sheffield um, to talk about Spurs and Arsenal, but I do want to keep it to. Yeah, I know, did talk about them at the top, though. You did, I yeah. Did they they got to mention. Okay, well, Gunners first and foremost, get well soon, Mikel Arteta. Um, yeah. And an interesting summer forthcoming if we're reading and weeping the table as it stands. You mentioned Obama Young potentially on his way out. How do you see this team um, with the with the door of the Premier League season shutting? You know, it's interesting. It's interesting because I don't think that there's really any Arsenal fan that isn't optimistic about 2025. Right, you know, you got the the this the talent that we have in in our young players. Obviously, we hope to keep them, and they're they're an exciting batch. And you know, you you hope that you'll be able to bridge that gap. That's where I think, at least for me, that is the concern. And it really, um, it really all comes down to to Aubameyang for me. And what is his decision? You know, I think that mm-hmm. he can be. Yeah, I, I, it seems like he's most linked to um, one of the Spanish sides, Barcelona, Madrid, or uh, PSG, should PSG lose yeah. Neymar or Mbappe yeah. or Cavani, obviously. Uh, and he's you know he speaks French, you know that would that would make sense. But for me, my hope is that as the captain of the Arsenal side, he wants to he he sees what we all see in kind of this this future this young batch of this Arsenal side and he's he puts the the burden on his shoulders to bridge the gap and because I think if he goes to one of those other sides and this would be my pitch to him if he's listening uh, my pitch to him would be if you're if you go to Barcelona you go to Real Madrid you go to PSG sure you'll probably win a trophy or two 
and you'll 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 kind of have that on your mantle but you'll be it's not the same as bringing a side up with you that and he'll be he'll be someone who i don't think any club ever really would claim their own you know i don't think that he's had great runs uh you know at at a number of clubs great goal scoring records uh you know he's i think just on 50 arsenal goals in you know little over two years or 50 premier league goals in just a little over two years just a brilliant brilliant score and you know, I, I think that if he were to sign a new contract, he would likely finish above 100 goals. He'd be top 10 Arsenal scorer of all time, which is at, at, at the pace that he's going on, it would just be right. remarkable if yeah. he was able to sustain that. And you could see the likes of these other people come up. That's the idealistic perspective that I'm hoping that he buys into. Yeah, I think The other side is yeah. he came to us for the Arsenal prestige. He left Dortmund, a perennial Champions League side, a perennial Bundesliga contender. To come to Arsenal, that's for a hot take. Arsene Wenger and the prestige. I mean, I don't I, probably the money, but the the other <laughs> the prestige, the other things, and yeah. the money, and the prestige, yeah. <laughs> the prestige, the prestige <laughs> of one of the Premier League, nearly nearly More twenty years ago, than Dortmund in the Champions debate. League that never was. Um, though I would say our final was actually Dortmund came pretty close to winning that final too. Yeah, uh, no, but I'm gonna let you I, finish. I the, but our runner-up final was better. <laughs> was that the um was that the one where Van Persie got sent off for kicking the ball away? Uh it was Sol Campbell or something. Henri scored against Barcelona. You guys got a player sent off and then I think Ronaldinho did did you guys dirty. Okay, Van Persie got sent off against Barcelona, I think in years the final? later. Oh, in the oh, No, later. not in the final. For kicking we only made the one final. For kicking the ball away. Got a second yellow. Uh, and that one stings. But anyway, yeah, he probably deserved it. Arsenal and their fans did not. <laughs> the downside of this is, uh, and I think what Arsenal fans are afraid of is, Aubameyang says, "I'm out." Lacazette, even as shit as his form is, is you know you're not going to get great money for him, but he's probably still better than Eddie and Ketcha. You know, experts debate these days, but. He's out. Uh, you're stuck with Mezzodozo's wages. You can't really buy anybody of any influence in the summer. You're yeah. stuck with a lot of the squad that you have, and you're really unable to improve until that group of players gets older. Some of those players say, fuck it, I'm out. I want to play for a better team. And Arsenal are kind of perpetually trying to get back into the European places because we have owners who seemingly want to take the Liverpool route of really spending money that they earn, not money of their own. Uh, Liverpool did it ex- excellently. And if you were to take the Liverpool model, that model would suggest sell Aubameyang, sell Lacazette, sure. sell anybody of any value. And that just is a terrifying prospect when you look at the rest of the side and Arsenal's ability to acquire talent. And, you know, I mean, they've, they've done well in some spaces, but, uh, you know, I think they've also had their fair share of flops in the transfer market where Liverpool has been pretty flawless in the last yeah you know, five years. So you're betting a lot if you take that route. And it's a route where Arsenal has really, you don't, we don't really have the the kind of faith in the board that some of these other sides have. So I think, you know, there's promising things with Arteta, uh, you know, undefeated in the premier league in 2020. I I think that you've seen a a quality pickup, a defense that's gotten a lot better. And there's, there's, there's positives to take, but also we're, we're ninth place. You've, I've said it before. If you have three managers in a season, it did not go well. It just, (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to know. You don't need to know anything else 
other than you've had three managers in a season. It was a shit season. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no way that you can have a good season. No way. And obviously, crashing out against Olympiakos, one is for just each kind trophy, of, baby. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's how they. Yeah, won we're the trouble. Yeah, we did the manager trouble. Yeah, we did, that's, that's the true. rare manager I mean, trouble. Yeah, Everton did it as well. It is. It is. So the we'll most see. Prestigious. I'm, 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 I'm optimistic, and I think most of that optimism comes from well, that's um, good. the young players. But I'm glad you're not broken. Yeah. <sighs> It goes day by day, James. Yeah, I haven't had day. to watch Arsenal play right, in a while. Let me ask you tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. You haven't seen him in a minute. All right. Well, should we round out the team review on a crispy one hour? Yeah, we'll just we'll just uh, say basically the same thing for Everton, except for Arsenal as well. <laughs> it also applies. Okay, we covered Everton. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great analysis. Just Good job. Rewind three minutes and just every time Think I say Arsenal, Everton. I mean Everton. Yeah, yeah, just do a control find replace yep. audio-wise. Audio yeah. All right. Well, let's do Freak of the Week, Menaculture, and then your new segment, uh, Newcastle mm. Classroom. Give me, hit me, hit me with your freak. Uh, my freak of the week is going to Ederson. Wow. Ederson. All I wanted at the time was the result we expected, which would have put Arsenal. Quite literally, with a game in hand, a win away from the fifth place spot, which mm. was a Champions League spot. Too bad. And Ederson has to piss away two goals against Manchester United. And I think he gets really, away with more because he looks like a freak. And no, that's like, not that's not like, a shot oh, at his classic like classic Ederson. That's not a shot at his. But it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's not like his mo. Imagine if De Gea did that. People be. Th- freaking burning buildings down well yeah he does do that and people do burn buildings he down. did it once in a blue moon and it yeah something to that extent we'll 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 um we'll have some time over the next few weeks we'll do a um a top five at each position episode and then we can have our all yeah ederson is the most forgived because he's a keeper who quote unquote like is valued for his ball playing abilities it's like the Neuer factor, where you yeah. can be a lunatic and have just absolute Man, blunders and be so like, well, glad. he brings a lot to the table. I'm so glad the best in the world talk cooled on Neuer a few years ago, because that would drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, ooh, look yeah. at him diving header. This ball as a clearance. Yeah. Well, that's how everyone else in the world feels about David De Gea. So, yeah, I know. Well, I'll we'll pick that one up in a few weeks. Was but no, that... Ederson's my freak of the week. Who's okay. yours? Well, we've talked about him nigh close to every episode. But, Patrick, I don't know if we've ever officially awarded Lee Dixon with our Freak of the Week. Have we done that? I don't think so. I haven't. I think he's so near and dear to our hearts that we have to give him the title. Uh, I'm not going to give him in perp because we know that's strictly reserved for our most beloved refs. But he is a freak, and I'll tell you why. I've been studying him recently because I think he's been under strict instruction not to weigh in on VAR calls live anymore. Because he would come in real hot, and I think he got a little talking to behind the scenes. So here are some of the other things that he's been talking about in the most recent broadcast where I've heard him. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? It's just a collection of Lee that all consolidate into one freak. Uh, In the United-Everton game, when uh, Sigurdsson's Everton winner got disallowed, the normal thing to say is like, Penny for his thoughts, uh, Penny for Ancelotti's thoughts right now. What must he be thinking that this all happened? They're just conversing normally, and Lee goes, Penny for my thoughts. And then 
and then just like dead air and then just follows up it's like who wants a penny for my thoughts right now love it that was lee uh another thing in that same game it's a really tense corner arlo cues it up like baines to take the corner and then it's just quiet and lee takes that opportunity to go you know i never took a corner kick in my whole career it's like 88th (laughs) minute like tense corner kick (laughs) he does that same kind of stuff in fifa too it's great yeah expert save by the keeper it's a six out of ten in my book (laughs) <laughs> that's his, his save yeah doing his job yeah <laughs> that's they, his job they save the use ball. those takes um and then he was having a moan about the players i actually appreciated that one he was having a moan about the players covering their mouths to talk you know like they just have a fascination now that the cameras are always on them so you're always just covering your mouth when you talk which i will say objectively like is pretty cool to do like, did you ever just go up to a coworker and just talk with your mouth over your hand? It just makes it seem like what you have to say is ten times more important. Yeah. Um, but his questionable comment at the time was, this has been going on long before coronavirus, let me tell you. Jesus. Yeah. He is, he is my freak. A freak in my heart. Oh, so Lee was some freakish tendencies there. Um, That's great. Do you have any, any menaculture? I do not. Okay, I'll give you a couple things I dug up on the Twitter sphere. Um, Please, Wuhan FC cut their preseason. Yeah, just hear me out. They cut their preseason train. <laughs> they cut their preseason training camp in Spain short and decided to go back to Wuhan, China, because they felt it was safer. So we've been we've been bu- the rest of the world has been bungling it. Because I think it's yeah, so I mean, well contained now that you want to get out of Spain and go back to Wuhan. That might actually be true. I know. I'm. De- this I have is no not idea. a fake. Yeah, this is not a fake article. They th- honestly thought it was safer to go back to. the I believe episode. the article. I don't. I just don't know about the. Uh, yeah, it was in the that. sun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, another one. I don't know if you caught this, but PSG, the whole team, did the Holland meditation celebration after they knocked Dortmund out of the Champions League. And I didn't think it was possible to make them seem like even smaller of a team mentality than if they didn't make it to the quarterfinals. Like, they are just such a small mentality club that a teenager has that much real estate inside all their heads. Wherever Cavani ends up next season, I want him to have so much success. (laughs) Big Cavani guy, huh? Well, he 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 uh, did not partake in that celebration and called it childish. Oh, seriously, I didn't see that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what a bunch yeah. of children. Yeah, and, if, and obviously there were some issues long before with um, Cavani and Neymar when Neymar came and he was like, "I'm paid the most. I should be the the guy." Right? Yeah, I'm you know, the I guy. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a bummer. Um, and Dortmund's actually, I think, I think they're my second team, like outside of outside of United in the Premier League. So I would have liked for I them do like to. They're, yeah, they're, I would have liked for them team. to beat PSG, but. Mm-hmm. Oh well. They're real fun team. Yeah. That Holland kid is something else. What could have been? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's round it out with don't know much about history. Patrick's classroom segment, Newcastle yeah. United. Why don't you okay. lay down a little bit of what you learned in a brief period of time? Okay, so Newcastle United was founded in the... <laughs> Just start I'll, from I'll, the top of the Wikipedia page. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let people know this. So I did 
Uh, I did take notes, but out of respect to the book report segment, I do I'm going to go that. into this test note list. So off the top of the day, um, I they were founded in the late 1800s. If I had to guess, I would say 1883. Do you have it up, James? Is that right? Uh, give me okay, I'll keep going. And yeah, you, you keep going. Fact check that one. Um, fast forward to today. Uh, Mike Ashley owns them. 1892. Wrong. Uh, okay, well, I said Wrong. if I had to guess. Um, wait, well, Mike you, Ashley you doesn't did. own them? No, 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 Mike Ashley does own them. And that was going to be one of my oh, questions, okay. so I'll take that off. Okay. Um, they play at St. James Park, which is a beautiful football ground in uh, – God, I don't even know. I hope they play in Newcastle, England. Is that where they play? Uh, do you know where Do you know where Newcastle is, uh, like, relative it feels to feels like a northern city. Oh, it's – yeah. And coastal. It would be the Night's Watch if you're making it Game of Thrones. Real <laughs> northern – That is what I had in my head. Grizzly folk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, San never Yeah. They've never won the Premier League. But they were first division champs four times. Um, Do you remember the year? I think most recently. I think most recent. It was. I remember it being almost a hundred years. So it was before World War Two. <laughs> but it was after World War One. Correct. Um, it was in the twenties. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, I'll go twenty six. Ooh, twenty six, twenty seven. So. Count it. Yeah, count that. <laughs> I always, when I when I mentioned my like the, the Arsenal Invincibles were two thousand three. That's how I think of things. So I was you know, I'm right. Um You should you should answer everything relative to the Invincible season. <laughs> <laughs> um they won the FA Cup um five or six times, I think. Um okay. but they won it. They didn't win that one anytime recently. So they've won nothing recently, just for the record. Uh, at least nothing of note. No, big losers. Maybe, yeah. Um, they probably have some of, of uh, affinity towards the MLS. They bought uh, DeAndre Yedlin and Miguel mm-hmm. Almiron. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of teams buying players from the MLS. So you got to give them something there. So maybe some American fans mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, Do you want to just run it into my questions? Okay. Yeah, run okay. your questions. Uh, yeah. right. then, well, that was oh, yeah, pretty good. That was this, with my book dome, report yeah. and James's questions, he's going to give me a uh, a grade in our history class okay. and a new team to study All for right. the next podcast. Well, if you weren't reading off any kind of scripture for that, I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed. I uh, did a decent amount of research when I did this. I probably right. did like 20 minutes. Uh, okay, so I got three questions for you. Who was their top goal scorer almost three times over second place? Or who is their top all-time goal scorer? Wow, can't believe I didn't even like think to research this. It, he's um, like an English icon. Is it Alan Shearer? Correct. <sighs> Correct. Uh, <sighs> yeah, he has like 148 to second place is 47 or something like that. So by who's, leaps who's 47? And bounds. No one from the recent Premier League era. It might be like hmm. Les Ferdinander. Or Shola Amiobi or something like that. Um, of course. Of course, Shola. All right, record signing, and this kind of ties into why everyone hates Mike Ashley. Um, it's well documented. So the record signing this past summer was Jolington for about 48 mil. Um, we'll leave that up to the fans to decide if that's been paid off yet. Who is their second record signing or previously who was the record signing before Joe Ellington? Hmm. 
So it's just due to like the market dynamics. It's got to be someone recent. Um, let use the fact that people hate Mike Ashley as a clue. Is, is it Almiron? It was close to being Almiron for twenty five million. Record before Joe Ellington this past summer was Michael Owen in two thousand six for twenty seven million dollars. Holy shit. They do not invest is the takeaway from that. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a problem. Uh, So, yeah, you get a lot of uh, sell the club discussion there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pretty impressed. All right, Patrick, last thing. Why don't you give us your best Geordie accent? I don't even know what that is. They're the Geordies. People from uh, <sighs> Newcastle, yeah. So, I can't even do a regular British That was a question within an accent question, so forget it. Scrap it. I'm going to go ahead and give you a firm B. Mm, I'll give you a B. It's a B. You did a good job. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because you, oh, you got I got one more. Top I got score. one more from my, um, okay. my book report. The, um, the I love it rant. I looked this up. Yeah. It was a good rant. Um their manager at the time, um, yeah, I think Fergie totally was fucking with him. Fergie was fucking with him and was basically saying, like, the teams that they were playing weren't trying or something like yeah. that. And then I don't really remember the context around the season, like if they had to play each other still or if it was just like uh, he had a shot at the title or if they bungled the title. Yeah. Um, but he got really heated. He just got them all riled up. Love it. Yeah. He got. He would love it if they got it. If they beat uh, beat United, so you can yep. tell he really wanted yep. it. Exactly. Obviously, he yeah. didn't get it. Did not but get it. Yeah. Just what Ferguson was the what was the um, being a mental hero over Kevin Geegan? What was the status of the table when that rant happened? Uh, Newcastle were run away. Were running away with the title, and then from that point on, it basically flipped in the nineties. That's great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. I know. Does well done, me, man. Does that make, does that give me do a B plus? Uh, it does. It does actually because I totally forgot to ask you. So good job, B plus. That's something you want to take home to your parents and be like, hey, I did pretty good. Yeah. What's my uh, what's Not my next great. team? Your next team is the Palace. That is Crystal. Okay. Crystal Palace. A regal I team. And I want a regal book report. So that brings us to the end folks thank you guys for listening i know it's been a bit of a weird episode probably a bit more ranty and rambly than uh is normally requisite of a prem to prem cast we will try and see you guys in the next few weeks or so we're putting together something special for a close to 50th episode nostalgia break a little best of some of our favorite moments from when this crazy podcast all started so we're going to compile some of our favorite moments and uh bring them to you guys it'll take a little bit more work than our usual just jump on and spew so um we're hoping to tie you guys over with some content before the season ends in our hearts in may and we cannot wait patrick any last words i'm good all right well we'll see you on the other side folks stay safe out there and thanks for listening to prem to prem 
What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.